Welcome aboard. Uh, this is going to be a special Sing Second Sports video podcast preview for the Maryland Navy basketball game today at 3 p.m. Uh, Navy, uh, having just beaten George Washington the other day in a very impressive performance, uh, now gets to kind of up the ante a little bit with the University of Maryland team uh, that you know played pretty darn well the other day. You know, with without a lot of knowledge of how they would adjust. Uh, new transfers in Galen Smith and Jarius Hamilton, no Anthony Cowan and um, Jalen Smith. You know, and like I said the other day, kind of that new Jalen Smith, Anthony Cowan combo is Najoku and, and Cam Davis for, for Navy. It looked very similar. So who better to talk about uh, the Maryland game uh, today than, than the resident Maryland expert, uh, the beat writer at the Washington Post, Emily Giambalvo. Emily, thank you so much for joining Chris and me this morning. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome. So you, this is your third season on the beat. Um, you know, you, you arrived at a pretty opportune time. Uh, the program back on the ascendancy. Uh, Daryl Morcel from Baltimore, then Jalen from uh, Baltimore, Anthony from Bowie, a lot of good local products manning up this team. But now this year uh, with with those two big local products gone, particularly Jalen getting drafted number 10, you know, what did you kind of expect out of them the other day? And then what do you expect to see today against a, a Navy team that played pretty well against GW? Yeah, no, it's been interesting because my first year on the beat, Bruno Fernando was playing at center the next year, Jalen Smith was, and, you know, both those guys obviously became NBA draft picks the, the following year. And, and this year, when you look at that position in particular, um, you have Galen Smith and Joel Mariel, who, who are two people who are, have a lot of question marks. So I think that was probably the most interesting storyline heading into the season. And then, like you said, the these huge voids of Anthony Cowan and Jalen Smith. But I, I think my take has always been that because their role was so important and they're not here anymore, their absence has kind of overshadowed the fact that Daryl Morcel, Aaron Wiggins, Eric Ayala, even Dante Scott are all very good players and all people who are kind of expecting to take that next step forward this year. And I think what Wednesday's game showed was that they're well on their way to doing that. And if they do that, I think Maryland can be pretty successful this year, maybe not as good as last year, but, but at least uh, better than I think maybe people expect. In terms of matchups, and I listened to Turge's postgame with uh, Johnny Holiday and Naki and Walt, um, you know, he mentioned Dante really playing well, which he did, but he came off the bench and Turge kind of made an, uh, an allusion to the fact that Dante wasn't really bringing it in practice uh, as much as he could have today. Based on matchups that you see in the Navy lineup, do you think that they start the same guys? Do you think Dante actually starts having come off the bench as maybe a, a one game punishment? And how much do you think we see Chol Mariel against a very undersized Navy team? Yeah, no, that's interesting because I know when I saw the starting lineup, Dante was was the one I was very surprised by. I thought he played well last year, and and I think what he did in the game showed that he he's better than he was last year. I I was pretty happy with with what he showed. Um, if I had to take a random guess, I'd say maybe Dante starts like like just because he played well. Jerry's Hamilton didn't really do anything to necessarily stand out in a bad way. Um, but if, if you're looking at those two players side by side, I, I think I, I would go Dante Scott. Um, and like you said, I, I hadn't looked a ton at, at Navy um, until this morning. Um, but 
but the matchup problems in the front court are, I think are, are going to be a problem. You have a seven foot two guy. Um, he wasn't fantastic in the opener, but, but sometimes he makes a shot and it's because, Hey, I'm seven foot two and you're not, you know, and, and that's going to be even more of an issue. And when we talk about the, the possible problems with this Maryland team, I do think it's at that five spot and, and maybe in big 10 play that becomes an issue. Um, but when you have such a matchup advantage and that's kind of your biggest weakness on this team, then, then there probably isn't too much concern. And I'm sure they will try to take advantage of that. And maybe that will also help Galen Smith and Scholl kind of get into a groove and, and be better um, than they were two days ago. Chris? Yeah. I mean, I think, you, you know, uh, Emily, I mean, you, you obviously hit on the, the keys for, for Maryland from a Navy standpoint. Um, this is their second game. Uh, they're playing a team that should win. I mean, that, you know, Maryland should beat Navy. They're a 16 and a half point favorite, but I think for Navy, um, you, you know, they played 12 start or they played 12 different players in the first game. So I'd like to see them do the same there. Um, and, and I'd like to see them play Maryland similar to the way they played them in 2018 at the veterans classic. I mean, that, that was a strong showing for Navy Uh, Navy plays four games in seven days. If they can play well today, if they can play well in the second part against Mount St. Mary's in in this uh, college park tournament, um, this is a great way to open the season. What do you think of these regional games that until recently had kind of gone away? Uh, you, You know, Maryland had kind of been above playing at least Navy um, what, what are your thoughts on the, the Maryland Navy um, tradition being started over again? Yeah, I, I think it's really important. Um, I'm not from here, so I didn't grow up with any of these local schools. Um, but I can tell just from fans who email me or tweet at me, like like fans want to see Maryland play schools like Navy and Georgetown or Towson or whoever it may be. I know when Maryland added the game against Towson because the other one got canceled, that they'll play in a few days, people were like, oh, good, a local team. I, I think especially in a pandemic era season, um, it makes sense logistically. And then also just why not? Like if you're going to play a non-conference team, you know, ranked in this range, you know, why not pick the one up the street? So, and I think it's cool. I'm sure players know other players there and, and they're happy about doing it too. So um Definitely fun and a great opportunity for Navy too, right? You know, Maryland's in the same spot playing four, four games in seven days. And, and, you know, who knows, maybe I think teams can get beat when they do that, right? Like if you come out, Maryland didn't necessarily start great in the first game, which, which is something that I think is normal and not worth panicking about. Um, Incredibly but, normal if you watched last year. <laughs> well, normal for Maryland, but also yeah. I think I, I try not to, you know, draw too much from like one game, but, but the fact that it's the first game of the season, there are no fans there. Okay. Maybe you didn't start great, but you know, say that happens again tonight and Navy's able to kind of keep up or maybe have a four point lead. And then, and then you, if you can manage to not let Maryland kind of go on that run that they seem to find usually when they need to overcome that start, um, then, then maybe you have a chance and it could be a fun game. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what's interesting is uh, Navy's kind of a get out of the blocks hot kind of team. Um, and then fade towards the end. Uh, I, I was biting my nails as I watched the uh, GW game, um, you, you know, as GW started to come back and I was worried that we were going to give it away. But I, I agree. I think if Navy can get out and can kind of set the tone, uh, they at least have a chance to be to be in it and uh, learn a lot from playing a, uh, a much better, um, much stronger Maryland team. 
Yeah, and I think I think the other thing that's obvious here is that like this is Navy's biggest game of the year, right? And for Maryland, it's just one of many non-conference games, and you always kind of wonder if maybe, you know, I, I'm sure players are motivated and they seem very happy just to be playing um, because that wasn't always guaranteed, and I, th- I think that matters. But um, you do kind of wonder if maybe Navy comes in at 3 p.m. on a Friday after Thanksgiving and is just ready to go and, and willing to make it make it a fun game for us. So, you know, considering the big three that we already mentioned for Maryland, you know, Daryl is kind of that team leader now. You're shut down defender, you're jack of all trades. Aaron, you know, it can be Aaron Wiggins can be your three point assassin, but sometimes has, you know, completely glaring lapses on defense and rebounding. And then, you know, you've got Eric Ayala running the point. So assuming that you know, Navy is able to possibly neutralize them or keep them from beating them too bad. You know, who do you think that X factor might be in the game today? Uh, the correct answer probably isn't Reese Mona, who got more uh, playing time the other day than I ever thought he would. But, you know, who, who do you think can be that person to step in if one of the big three doesn't have a good day? Oh, uh, that's tough. Um because it feels like they, those three, or at least two of the three, have to play well. Um, maybe throw Dante Scott in there and say at least three of the four, two of the four, ha- have to play well for Maryland to have a have a chance. Um, I would say, you know, maybe maybe front court steps up. You know, maybe Galen Smith, maybe Chol are able to put together a bit of a better game. I, I know Turgeon and players have, have spoken really highly about Hakeem Hart, and he just he didn't shoot the ball well um, in the first game, but but looks better. And, and I'm excited to see, it'd be really fun to watch a guy like that. Just have like breakout game, even if it's like 12 points, 14 points. So um, yeah, but, but I think my feeling last year was that because you had those two really important guys, it, it felt like you needed one out of the Daryl, Aaron, Eric, maybe Dante too. You needed one of those guys to play well for Maryland to, to really control a game. Um, this year, it's like, okay, those guys are all here. So Maryland has a chance, but it, but it feels like there's far less room for error when, when those are your top guys and, and you really need all of them um, to play well. And I was really pleased with Eric. I thought he looked great, obviously. I mean, if you look at the stat sheet, he didn't do much wrong. Um, and, and if he t- is taking that step forward, I, I really think that alleviates a lot of concerns for Maryland. Um, but, but the question is, can guys like, Eric, Aaron, Dante be consistent because last year we saw, you know, every so often Aaron would score four points or Eric would score, you know, six points. And whereas guys like Anthony and Jalen were able to, you know, reach 12, 15 points every single night. So you need to see those guys kind of taking the step into that consistent role. And if that's the case, you know, you'd hope they would just be able to do it again uh, tonight. Yeah, absolutely. You're way ahead of me there. I think the keys for Navy today will be, you know, that wiry Philly long guard Hakeem Hart, who I thought got a little unlucky at the beginning of the game. He, he rimmed out a three, um, had a really tough layup that, that I thought, you know, was going to drop. It didn't. And I think that he's a momentum guy. He is the matchup nightmare for uh, Navy, um, you know, assuming one of the big three doesn't take over. And then, you know, I also am very interested in how Najoku, who played so well and had such a motor for Navy the other day, goes up against Jarius Hamilton and Galen Smith. Um, I, I don't know how much Chole plays a role. As you said, he had a tough game the other day, uh, but he's 7-2, and that's not something that walks into the arena against a Patriot League team very often. So we'll see how that goes. 
Uh, Chris and I will wrap it up um, right after this, but thank you so much, Emily, for, uh, for joining us and giving us your perspective on the Maryland basketball team. And we will look forward to re reading your article, win, loss, or otherwise, uh, in the Washington Post tonight. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, Emily. Thanks, guys. All right. All right. Hey, so that was Emily Giambalvo. So, Chris, for me, um, wrapping it up, uh, I think, you know, the big thing for Cam Davis today I looked up the stats basically all morning. He's at 973 points. Uh, so he's the next guy uh, to join the Navy 1,000 point club, which could happen very soon, particularly if he plays the way that he did the other day. Um, he would only be the 25th player in the history of Navy basketball to get 1,000 points. And if he really averages about 15 to 16 to 17 points a game and they make a couple of uh, games in the Patriot League tourney, he has a chance of finishing in the top 10 of all time Navy leading scores, which is a huge feather in the cap. He'd be a couple of spots behind the number six guy, uh, friend of the pod, Mike Keery. So really watching Cam Davis today to see if he can get off uh, against a really tough backcourt for, for Maryland. Um, what are you gonna be looking for? I would like to see him play a full game. I mean, you know, I would like to see him uh, not just be hot in the first half. I'd like to see that uh, extend into the second half. I mean, it's the second game of the season, right? And I, I think the expectations for both Coach Tuchelis, the Navy team, and for people like us that are that are watching them um, are, are measured. I mean, you, you know, it would be great to, to beat Maryland, and, you know, that would be uh, fantastic. But this is a team that did very well early in the season last year, and then – kind of didn't reach its full potential. So I, I want to see them take full advantage of, um, you know, playing a team like Maryland, learn from it, get the ball to people that uh, they're still wanting to learn about and, uh, and, and, you know, see the players that should do well, like Cam Davis and John Carter Jr., see them do well. So I just want to see them play a full game and uh, get, learn as much as they can from, uh, from this Maryland team that should do well in their own right. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I was frankly pretty shocked at how well Maryland played the other day. Again, having followed them almost the entirety of my life as a child and an adult, um, I, I still think that today will be really tough. I looked into Colin Schofield's eyes the other day and <laughs> said, Maryland's going to have a problem against Navy. And of course, he looked at me with typical 16-year-old skepticism. But <laughs> I really think that Navy is going to give Maryland a run today. And I, and I, like you, hope for it, wish for it. And hopefully it gets Navy into a conversation nationally as a team that's on the ascendancy. And then I hope it gives them the confidence they need to do really well in the Patriot League this year. Yeah, I mean, the last thing I'll say is, you know, when we talked to Cam the other day, just the um, just the thought of playing basketball, win, lose or otherwise, uh, seemed just so exciting to him. And it was great to see those guys play against GW. The fact that they're going to get to play, that they're going to get to play Maryland. Um, it's going to be on the Big Ten Network. I, I mean, I'm just so excited for them. I'm excited for Navy fans. We we need this. Uh, you, you know, we we need this game. It's great. And then uh, tomorrow night we play Memphis. So th this is uh, this has been a great couple of days for Navy athletics. Uh, for sports fans in general, you and me especially. So and it's all about us. So uh, I can't say it any better than that. At the end, thank you for uh, for joining me on this uh, early Saturday or early Friday morning after uh. Thanksgiving and. Uh, <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll see where we're at at uh, 3 p.m. Uh, check us on Twitter throughout the game. We'll be live tweeting, and then we'll try to bring you an Instagram live to wrap it up afterwards. For Chris, I am John. This is Sing Second Sports. We are out. <laughs>